What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the We Got Us Conversation Tour. This is season two, episode number three. Today I'm here with founder of Soul Savvy, Mr. Dion Pralika. 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 Thank Pralika. you. How are we doing today? Thank you. <laughs> good, for good. How are you, man? Awesome. So before, as a brief little summarization, Soul Savvy is a platform for sneakerheads and hype beasts across Canada to be able to acquire uh, very highly coveted items at at, uh, at retail value. And Dion, Dion first started, or I'm gonna start calling him DP again. <laughs> in the sneaker community, he's known as DP. It's DP, for <laughs> sure, for sure. DP first started Kick Deals Canada, yep. and, and now has transitioned into running both Kick, or being involved in both Kick Deals and Soul Savvy. Yep. So in a way, what we're really focused on here is in a previous episode that I did with my friend Ravina, on, um, she runs one of the biggest cake shops in Surrey. Okay. And one entrepreneur of the year in Surrey under the age of 30. So that was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be able to have a conversation today to bring ideas of hope and ideas of light to kids on how you can convert, you know, the things that you're most passionate about into mm -hmm. a career as yep. opposed to it just being something that's uh, you forget about later on in life. For sure. Um, so yeah, first questions first, like, where did, the, where did the idea of Cake Deals and Soul Savvy first come to you? I mean, I growing up, I always knew I wanted to do um, web design, graphic design. Mm. So that's kind of where my passion was. I luckily realized at a young age. So I think I was probably in grade eight, 13, 14, when I was making my first websites. Mm. I think I had my first client when I was 15 and I was actually <laughs> making some money out of high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sold my first website when I was in grade 11. So I was wow. I was very in deep, like in that world. Um, but because of that, like I adjusted all my high school courses. It was all tech focused. Mm. I, I think I only took the, the bare minimum to graduate as far as like English. Mm. Um, and I think geography or something like that was, was a requirement. And the rest of was just all electives for me. So I likely knew what I wanted to do and I pursued it. Mm. Um, and then Kick Steals came into play. Uh, it actually wasn't my idea. So I, you know, we were, I was talking with a friend about, you know, what could we do next? Something that would create our own and that he had that idea and I said, oh, perfect. I can build it. You know, I can design it. Let's mm. get working on this. And then in the span of, uh, it was August uh, 2011 to November 2011. So a couple months we put everything together and we launched um, that fall. Sweet. And ever since then, it's just kind of been growing. And then in 2018 with Soul Savvy, uh, I just saw a different part of the market that we could work in. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that brand was born probably Sweet. seven months later, I think, something Sweet. like that, six months. So backtracking a bit, you sold your first website at 17, right? Yeah, yeah. So most, a lot of high school kids, you know, their first job, maybe like retail, uh, service industry, yeah. whatever you may have. Did you still have to have another one of those jobs or was like, designing websites, that thing for you in high school? Uh, I was designing, yeah. I was Sweet. doing um, like a web ads back in the day. Mm. Or even, I mean, you still see ads on web right now, but that's what I was doing because it was like, you can make an ad banner for 15 bucks and mm -hmm. I can do that in a half hour and mm -hmm. work a couple hours and make a hundred dollars and that, yeah. that was great. Yeah. Um, I did work at Future Shop for a little bit, but that was only part-time just because I liked getting out of the house and, yeah. you know, it was, I liked, uh, the idea of like marketing and selling out kind of all fell into what I was doing yeah, yeah. essentially. I think that's still one of the, like when you, you mentioned there, getting out of the house is nice once in a while. Like yeah. as a, like a part-time entrepreneur, if there's such a thing for myself, one of the most, 
at the moment. I think one of the, the, the things I enjoy most about keeping like a, like a nine to five on some days is just to like see other people and see how people operate, right? For sure, well that's cool. what I was saying to you. That's why I try to come into the office once yeah. a week, right? Sure. I don't need to come here right now. I can stay at home and right. do everything from home, but it's just nice to you know, see the people you're working with, yeah. you know, change your, just the visuals and your surroundings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, cool. So in an age of instant gratification, you know, Amazon gets you something, they can do same day delivery, right? Yeah. Uh, Instagram or any social media platform, you post something, you get instant gratification, you get instant feedback on mm -hmm. if this was a good photo or not. You know, Tinder or another online dating platform, same type of, same type of reward system. Yeah. Instant feedback. And when it comes to building something that you've built here, yeah, that is not an overnight success. No, definitely not. <laughs> so can you just take us through like some of the the seminal moments of like some of the challenges where you were like, okay, like this is something I had to work through, or this is like this might not work right now, but I will find a way that will work better in the future. But this will still be what I what I see up here. Yeah, I think it's just kind of having some patience and knowing that um, there's no shortcuts. It really isn't. If there's a shortcut, it'll come and bite you in the ass later, mm. um, is how I feel about things. So having the patience to sit down and work through it and not rush is definitely key. Sometimes, mm. you know, you're guilty of just trying to essentially just get there as quickly as you can, but you mm. miss things along the line. So just slowing down to do that is important. And for me, it's just been, um, you know, realizing you're going to have some bad ideas and you're going to try some things mm. or you might start working towards that and realize this is this is dumb, this isn't gonna work, yeah. and just being okay to say that to yourself and then backtrack and start again. Mm. Um, you know, it's not the easiest thing to spend a week on something and go, what am I, this, this was a waste, this is no good, I need to start again. Some people just don't do that and they yeah. keep moving forward. The next thing you know, you spent six months of your life and tons of money and you just haven't had a moment to analyze, yeah, yeah. you know, everything that you've done and created, so, yeah. 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 That's cool, I think um, that self-talk piece is really important, like as, uh, I would say as an aspiring face of boys who see therapy, boys who, who, are, who are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Like I think the, when I go talk with my psychologist, like it's really important to analyze like when you fa fail or when you um, when you experience challenges, yeah. what's the internal dialogue? I think it was super cool to be like, yeah, I can re-navigate that situation yeah. as opposed to viewing it as a failure, right? Yeah, you, you have to sometimes separate the fact like the voice in your head is not it's not you, or it is you. Yeah. Like, just to understand that, that, you know, you're not necessarily the things you're thinking in your head because sometimes mm -hmm. it's just your brain panicking. Mm -hmm. um, and then you start just deviating off the path and you need to bring yourself back in. So, yeah. and that's hard, I think. You know, growing up, one of the hardest things, I just feel like, feel when I look back at, you know, 15, 16 year old me in high school, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I knew everything. I was an adult. No one could tell me anything otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think just a lot of kids feel that way. And then you realize you think someone who's 30 is old yeah. <laughs> and they're just going to start disintegrating because that's how old they are. Um, and then you, you know, you should you turn, be in the retirement home by yeah, now. <laughs> I should be, yeah, I'm 31. And then you turn 30 and you go, oh man, I barely figured out life and I'm just starting to really truly be aware of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at what age were you like, did you tell yourself like, I feel like an adult now, or is that still like an uh, ever going, ever going, ongoing thing? I think I'm getting there, but definitely I'd, even 28, 29, mm. you know, I never felt like I was an adult. Yeah. You, you, yes, but no, right? Yeah. I think part of that for me might have just been specific because uh, a lot of people I worked with were older than me. Like I, I was yeah. called the kid, you know, kid. And I was yeah. like, why are you calling me a kid? And it's like, well, I'm you're 21 and 
I'm 32, you're a kid. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. fair. Because yeah, yeah. I do call people <laughs> under 23 kids right now. <laughs> um, so it's probably just, a big portion or a, yeah. a fair portion of your clientele, right? Yeah, and just even just, uh, you know, co-workers and co-founders and just, mm. you know, in the sneaker industry at, you know, in 2011, I would have been, you know, 22. Mm. Not a lot of people dealing with brands and, and companies at mm. that age, right? So, yeah. you know, you walk yeah. into a meeting room and it's obvious when someone's, you know, under 25, yeah, yeah. you're in a, you know, a 40-year-old marketing executive. Yeah. Um, so it's cool in this space. You're kind of like uh, as Drake once rapped, and I don't remember what song was was specifically is specifically, but like uh, I think you and I both are certainly like the the rookies and the vets in the situation. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So cool. Yeah. So I think you're in a super cool place, like in what you've created here. The two biggest organizations that uh, surround sneaker culture are from you. Yeah. So where you said your biggest competition is yourself for where. From, I think, like from a general public yeah. perception. Fair. So, how do you continue to push yourself to innovate when there's, within a space and a platform that you created? It's, I mean, you know, the difficulty in, in it is getting complacent. And I think, you know, we've made mistakes before, not necessarily with Soul Savvy, just because it's still such a new company. So, we're, you know, really trying to innovate and stay ahead because, mm -hmm. you know, I think starting a company in 2020 is a lot different than starting a company in 2011 because mm -hmm. the web was still a little new, social media was really new. Um, you know, starting a company now is like, you're competing with everyone. There's, yeah. there's probably five other versions of your idea being started up. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, with Kickstills, we had a little bit more leeway and, you know, I think back to what we could have done differently and it's, um, you know, like we should have had an app for Kickstills years ago. Mm -hmm. We just, you know, we didn't set the budget aside for it, we weren't thinking. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, it, it can go both ways, but for, for us, it's always just been to, you know, at the end of the year to sit back and see and, and look at everything and see, you know, what did we do well? Mm. How did we do this year? Um, what, what tailed off and how could we, we improve on that? Mm. Um, and again, it just comes back to being honest with yourself. Things can be good, yeah. but you need to be able to look at it and say, you know what, things are really, really well, going really well for us, but you know, we're still not doing one, of the, one or two of these things right, or they're just, they're just bad outright, we need to eliminate it. Um, what's an example of, if you don't mind sharing publicly, what's an example of some of that one or two things that you like to tinker on? Like, say like right now, you're going back to your desk, I have this interview, I'm working on blank. I mean, you know, I don't have a specific example, but for me, it's just kind of like, you, you, you might go into a big company and start working somewhere as a new person, mm -hmm. and they'll say, oh, this is how we do it, and you go, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why don't you guys do this? And then yeah. someone goes, oh, I don't know. this is yeah. how we always do it. That's yeah. what happens, yeah. especially in larger corporations. Yeah. There's just the flow. So I really, like I always tell everyone we work with or people who work for mm -hmm. us right now, it's just like, don't be afraid to, to say like, this isn't working or there's a mm -hmm. different way this can be done. Yeah. Um, so it's just constantly just, you know, just trying to reinvent the wheel. You yeah. shouldn't be too complacent because, yeah. you know, I even, actually recently I remember, um, I had someone who was um, creating uh, shipping labels for us okay. and I had him doing it in a specific way and neither of us questioned why it was set up like that because it was the <laughs> first idea we had so it, it worked yeah. and um, I guess I don't know it was a couple weeks ago and I went to go do it and I'm like oh I don't have time to do this I'll get yeah. him to do it I'm like oh by the time I tell him to do it I might as well do it right, right. That, that, yeah, that, exactly. that experience yeah. 
And then I stopped for a second. I'm like, is there a better way to do this? And it clicked with me and there was. And I said yeah. the same thing to him and he goes, shit, why didn't we never think of that? Yeah. It's just because you, you know, sometimes you don't challenge yourself. And yeah. that's that little simple thing, honestly, could save every time. If he does it 10 times in a day, he'll yeah. save himself an hour and a yeah. half. It's just. Yeah. It works, but can we still do it better? Yeah. 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 I love um, that. And that, that is like, it's a really, really tiny thing we were doing, creating shipping labels and how we were doing it. But yeah. it was just the method that it went from like, oh, this is a chore to, oh, yeah. this is easy. You know, and that, that yeah. mental feeling of like not wanting to do something because you just feel like yeah. it's too onerous um, yeah. changes because we just made it easier on, on ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And like the more we can uh, automate or make more efficient those small tasks, the more bandwidth and the more energy you have for like those bigger ideas and like how you want to push sure. your brand or push yourself as, as a husband, as a, Whatever, whatever else you're pursuing, like mm. maybe maybe yoga, whatever, whatever you want to do, yeah. eat more ice cream, you know, have more energy for that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. um, backtracking a bit to the mental heal, the mental health piece. Yes. On episode two of season one, I sat down with my grade eight homeroom teacher. Yep. And he said that the biggest challenge that he now sees as a shift between when I was in high school ten years ago versus what the kids see now is. When I was a kid back in 2010, grade eight, the challenge was, how do you present yourself in person? How do I look like to my direct right. group 29 or to 30? Now, with the proliferation of social media, you have to present yourself to a, a global audience. Yeah. Or as they perceive a global yeah. audience. Well, you'll see 16 year olds with 2000 Instagram followers and you go, what the hell's happening yeah. here? <laughs> Am I not that important? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like in this rat race, like, and as you achieve something, then like say like we talked about this before the uh, before we the cameras came on like say like you get the Travis Scott Jordan ones and like yeah. you you flex on them you repost them you get a lot of likes instant feedback, and then that that bar moves again because like your audience or your followers like okay what's this guy gonna get next right the expectations of it yeah the law of rising expectation yeah so as like as our leader in this space in Canada, how do you how do you propagate a positive culture on it in terms of like, we love sneakers, but it's still, there's still responsibility within the space, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it can be difficult depending on who you're talking to. Sure. Um, talking to a 16 year old who's not aware of the troubles of a 30 year old or 40 year old with a mortgage and, and kids and payments, <laughs> it's sure. a little different to convey that to them. Um, but you know, that's why in December we did the, uh, the Canuck Hospice charity drive, yes. right? I think that was a nice reminder to everyone who is a member of Soul Savvy that- Want to expand upon that a little bit? Just you and I- Yeah, been... yeah. So it, it's, um, we did a charity auction. Uh, mm. We had a, a bunch of sneakers in there, essentially you were bidding and then, mm. you know, the sale of the shoes, uh, you know, we don't resell as a company. So mm. we tried to resell these shoes so we could donate the profits from those. Um, from those sneakers and then we also had some members donate shoes themselves so you know 100% mm. of that sale went towards the charity and we raised $10,000 which is really nice um, to be able to contribute to to Canuck Hospice mm -hmm. um, but I just think that was an opportunity to just you know remind everyone like hey this is sneakers are great but like there's real life happening around yeah um, and yeah, like I said it's it, it's different uh, you know a 16 year old has different values and concerns yeah. versus that that person's parent, yeah, right? Yeah, who's taking sure. care of them and, and is aware of everything going into place. Yeah. You know, asking for Travis Scott ones for resale yeah. sounds like crazy coming from a high school student, mm -hmm. but that's what the kids are 
I mean, I would assume. I haven't been to high school lately, but (laughs) um, it seems the demo for sneakerheads is is getting younger. Um, At least what you see in line and and, you know buying resell, Um, which it's it's crazy to think because like growing up, you know, when I was in high school, we had, I mean, you know, popularity and you got to wear the cool brands. But I just feel like it's on a whole another level at this point. I don't, you know, um, I don't know how I would handle it. How I would can't reach, man. Yeah, I don't. I mean. I, I'm lucky, I guess, the way I'm programmed. I don't particularly care about um, what people think of mm-hmm. me. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, there's times when you, you, know, you do think about it, but in general, I'm just kind of like, I'm gonna do my thing and I'll be okay. But that's not yeah. how everyone's programmed. Yeah. Everyone you know, thinks differently, handles things differently. Yeah. Um, everyone has different mental quirks. Yeah. But you know, if, if I was someone who was really concerned about my appearance or yeah. what I was wearing, like currently growing up in social yeah, yeah. media, like it, like the idea of being that person terrifies me, yeah. let alone being that person. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's hard. There's a lot of expectations and uh, just a lot of exposure to vacations and expensive things. Yeah, and yeah. just, it's, it's crazy. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a different world. For sure, for sure. Yeah, so I was gonna save this for the end, but then like seeing as what would your advice be for like, if you were getting an opportunity to sit to either like a 16 year old DP or like mm. a high school student walks in right now, grade 12 student wearing Supreme top to bottom, <laughs> repping, insert your favorite hype fee sneaker here. Yeah, yeah. It's probably got like $2,500 worth of stuff on. Yeah. You would tell uh, your, your tip, your teen tip Tuesday to a piece of advice to him or yeah. her would be blank. I mean, I tell the Supreme kid that stuff's gonna be whack in three years. You're gonna want to sell it anyways. No, Supreme, Supreme you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like yeah. you, like the, sure. the idea of consumerism and buying things is um, one part of your question is just kind of like you look at a shoe you might buy. You'll buy it today and be excited, and then a year from now it loses yeah. that value. So for me personally, when I'm buying product and buying things, I try to generally buy it because I really love it mm. and it holds sentimental value for me. So you know my trip to Tokyo last year. Yeah. I, at, um, Atmos had, a, had some sneakers that released and mm-hmm. I saw them on foot there and I just, I have all three and they remind me of that yeah. trip so much. And I love wearing them because of that, right? They're worthless now. They're like resale value worthless. Yeah. They're 40, 50 bucks, yeah. right? But like to me, they have value and those are never gonna leave my collection because right. of that. So yeah. from like a physical standpoint, I don't buy things that like really mean something to you. Otherwise in you know a month, three months, yeah. two years, you won't care about it and you'll sure. be trying to get rid of it. And then at that point, the market dictates, is it worth anything? Yeah. Exactly. Um, as far as the other end of your question, I would tell 16 year old me that um, you have a lot to learn and what you're experiencing right now is, doesn't define you as a person. I love that. I think a lot of what happens in high school, you just don't know any better and you think you do and you're yeah. trying to process and learn things and your parents will try to teach you things. but. I really don't feel like I became who I was until I got older, you know, hit 19, 20, 21, learned some things, made some mistakes, traveled, you know, it's just, yeah, it's it's, it's a very confined space and you might be miserable, but it can definitely get 100% can be better better. and you might be happy and it can definitely get terrible. So it's it's not who you're going to be for the rest of your life. It's not who you are. It's just a part, something you have to go go through and grow up and Yeah, life's a marathon, right? Yeah. But yeah. well, yeah. I just kind of want to reiterate the first part of the answer, like buy what you like and buy what you have sentiment for. Like at the end of 2019, you put out the poll for like top sneakers of the year, mm. right? And like, 
think they had the, the Waffles were on there. Yep. Um, what else was on there? Help me out here. Um, if you remember. Travis Scott's were definitely on that list. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, Travis Scott's for sure would be on that list. <laughs> but as someone who's a part of, initially joined Still Sad because I was like, okay, like I know that like, I wanted to get the Kobe undefeated ones and I wanted to get the, the Kobe undefeated fours, yeah. which I've luckily been able to acquire uh, most of the pairs from that collection. I'm like, you know, like all this stuff that they're they're marketing to a kid, like that stuff doesn't appeal to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, where's, where was the Kobe four on this list, DP? I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I wanted to type it out. I was like, you know, yeah. that's fine. I understand. Well, I, I still love it. Yeah. And that, that's what's cool to me. Well, that's why we're kind of working on content pieces that are less hype beast centric and yeah. more of like what's actually a good product. Yeah. Um, and educating people to not just try to buy something because, yeah. you know, it might be worth a thousand dollars. That's the biggest. Yeah mental pump fake of all time yeah. is like this mental thing you can fake. this thing you can buy is valued at a thousand dollars and then you go and acquire it and then two weeks later it's worthless because the market yeah. drops yeah. um you know acronym presto is one that comes to mind perfectly i think yes. people would have you know punched and cheated lines and stolen mm-hmm. from other people to get that shoe because yeah. of the hype from the first collection yeah. so when the second collection came out it was yeah. it was madness yeah. And then Nike did the logical thing for a second release is you flood the market, right? Right. You, why would you release a second collection yeah. that is going to be just as limited when you can make a ton of money? Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a missed opportunity on my part. I should have also seen that coming. So like the week after release, I was like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Obviously, this is what they were yeah. going to do. Um, but everyone wanted that shoe. Yeah. And then the market completely changed. And then everyone wanted to sell it to get rid of it and get yeah. their money back. Which is also to an extent like what we're seeing with like the the, Con- the Kanye West sneaker line as well, right? Like yeah. it's the the three fifty and the seven hundred. Like Kanye West pr- promised everyone a couple of years ago, everyone who wants Yeezys will eventually be able to get them, and he's getting pretty close to that promise now. Maybe it have, may have to be like the Yeezy slide for like sixty five dollars, <laughs> but you'll yeah. get a pair of Yeezys. Right? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the market. It, it, at the end of the day, you have to remember that the people making these shoes care about money. Yeah. They are gonna trickle things into the market that are really limited, that are gonna make you go, shit, I need that. It's gonna be worth $2,000 mm-hmm. and you're gonna be sweating trying to get it, mm-hmm. but they're gonna come back and hit you with something that you can acquire, that yep. they can sell to you. That's always gonna be the case. They yeah. don't, you know, running a company that's all about hype doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. It, you're not gonna make enough money, right? You need to be selling product en masse and that's yeah. the easy effect, that's yeah. what Jordan does. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, for every, it's tra- business. For every Travis Scott that, Nike and Jordan sell, they're probably selling like 100 Roshis, right? Well, so, it's, you know, I, 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 I don't have the exact number on no, that. No, no, but I, I can't <laughs> speak on confirmed Travis Scott release numbers, for yeah. example, but like, if you, if you made me put a bet on it, I would say that every Travis Scott release stock has went up every single time. Absolutely. Because the demand and the uh, awareness of his name and his shoes is going up, so more people are, are, look, are after them. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean prices are gonna go down, because just, the, yeah. the group looking to buy it has increased, it could right. have doubled, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. I just hope that everyone who wears the Yeezys or everyone who wears the, the Travis Scott's, they actually like the artist. That's my main thing. Yeah, <laughs> Start I mean, with that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't, uh, Travis Scott's definitely not one of my favorite artists. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll listen to his music, but I wouldn't, I don't even think I'd put him in my top 10. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact Beethoven, that. Beethoven, Mozart. You know, all yeah, those, of right? course, <laughs> of course. Um, but I can appreciate the fact that 
he took the you know the Jordan one with the reverse swoosh. That was yeah. awesome. You know, I like the colors of the Jordan four. Yeah, I don't like the SB Dunks. I've said it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not buying this crap. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. So you know, there's a. I mean, I. It's easier for me to draw draw that line. Yeah. I have 300 pairs of sneakers, so yeah. it's just like. For sure. know, it's not the same for me versus for sure. someone who's gotten 12 pairs, right? Yeah, exactly. Any Travis Scott is a game changer for that person's yeah, collection because, exactly. you know, it might lead to a trade or buying something you want. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Cool. Last question, man. Um, being who you are in the industry now, is there any shoe or item out there that you can't get within five phone calls? Um, probably. I'm trying to think, but a lot of things, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's like a that's like that's a decade of the industry and knowing people and having friendships and relationships and yeah. you know, doing other people favors. Right. Um, you know, so I actually the one shoe that I could not get and I tried the news. I tried very hard. <laughs> um, was the Daniel Arsham 4D, the Adidas release from last year. Okay. Uh, that was the problem with that release was there just wasn't very many like stores right. got six pairs and one size 11. Like I'm yeah. not gonna go and ask a store to take their single size 11 yeah. off the shelf to sell it to me. That's just, yeah. that's unfair, that's silly. Um, yeah. You know, it's, but yeah, I can buy a lot for retail, which has obviously helped. Uh, there's some things I'll buy for retail, some things I've missed out. Um, I bought Storm Blue Jordan 1s a couple weeks ago just because I, was, I missed out on them and I wanted them for my collection. So I made that purchase. Sometimes you just got to pull the trigger, right? Sometimes. Not too much. You got to <laughs> save yes, your money. Yes. Be responsible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. All right, DP. Appreciate cool. your time today. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming through. Don't forget. Uh, we're looking forward to the next couple episodes of the We Got Us Conversation Tour. We got two more episodes to film for season two. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you got any other questions for DP, holler at him on Instagram, holler at him on on Twitter. Members or, for Slack. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Uh, yeah, check out Soul Savvy's website. We'll include that all in the show notes below. If you have any questions, I'll let either of us. Cool. Cool. Thanks. Appreciate your time.